All right, here we go. Boom. Hey, Greg, how's it going, bud? Good. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Actually, you know what? Um, I mean, we're, we're recording this right after the previous episode, but I, one thing I forgot to talk about, actually, is next don't week... Don't let him in on our secrets. Oh, don't let him in our. Oh, come on. We, we, I mean, people know you got to batch episodes, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I forgot to talk about this. We get a little bit of banter. I am, uh, I'm going to Vegas on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Going to Vegas, um, for a conference and for my anniversary. Same thing. I, how about a win for that? Like, wait, there was wait, a wait, conference wait. I wanted to go that was on our anniversary in Vegas. I'm like, honey, you want to go to Vegas for our anniversary and I can go to a conference? And she said, yes. Okay. First off conference and, and anniversary are not the same thing. <laughs> and, and did you, what did you sell first? The conference or the anniversary? I, I sold Vegas. So it's Vegas. I sold okay. Vegas. Okay. And you just said it just, trailed it off with by the way there's also a conference i'll be attending that it's going to consume all the days that i'm there or did you like say we'll like see, well, all we're going to go a day before the conference and we're staying two days after the conference so you know it's not like all the time and on top of that her her sisters are coming too so while i'm at the conference her sisters are going to be there to keep her company uh-huh. boom uh-huh. that's how and you like, do it greg and, okay okay so there's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't know your wife, Joe, but you know, okay, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, oh, did you see the the cards I ordered too? I posted them on, on Instagram the other day. I did. Nice, I huh? did. We, we, yeah, we did order those from uh, Moo dot com. Pretty nice stuff. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I like Moo. Yeah, they're super thick. You know, I got the round corners. I'll be honest. I'm not sure next time if I ever order business cards again. I'm not sure I'll get the round corners. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care for the round corners. Yeah, I thought I was gonna like them because I thought they'd be different, but. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, mean, we, I, I do we like the cards. Whip, They're nice. If we were going to whip out, whip it out and, you know, compare. No, please I don't cut my out, Greg. <laughs> I was, I was, I was setting you up for that. Joe. I, was, I was, I was, I was setting you up. I was setting you up. <laughs> I meant business cards. We're on video chat. I don't need I that, Greg. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> And folks, we have not been drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We are, we are not in Vegas. <laughs> yes. Well, Vegas, Joe's there in, in mind. Not yes, in yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've already left. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I what I do with my business cards is I have um, I have my chili dog logo in different colors. Mm-hmm. So every business card was a different color of the chili dog logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a... I know, it's kind of like a card deck. It's kind of nice. I like it. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. No, my ones before this, basically, I had I had three different kinds. I had one. Um, they had my toolbox on it, and then I had various diff- background colors, and then I had one where it's a little gaudy. Now that I see it, like my picture was the entire back of the card. Like, and now I look at it, I was like, wow, that was really cheesy. Um, but actually, I got a treat for Greg. Not not all of you are going to see this one, but I got Greg. You're going to get a kick out of this. Oh God. <laughs> Joe, you haven't prepared me for this. Hey, so I, I was cleaning my office recently and I find my old oh, business no, cards from when I was doing real estate. Check that out. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, I, I will say you, uh, the new one's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and for those listening, Joe had a lot less facial hair. Yes. Yes. A lot less. <laughs> cool. So, uh, so Greg, what are you going to chat about today? Uh, Jinx. I said it first. Oh. Yeah. But you won the spot for once. I won the spot? Okay. So today, okay. Greg, we are going to be talking about email deliverability. And yes. what does that mean? That basically means like when, you know, you're using um, either a, like an email service, like Chili Dog Hosting's new awesome newsletter service, or if you're just sending out email from like a form um, from your website, you know, how can we ensure that the emails that get sent from all those mechanisms don't get sent to spam and things of that nature? And uh, so there, there's been quite a few topics on that on the, the forum and on Weaver Space lately. And uh, yeah, I thought that'd be a good topic to uh, chat about. Yeah. No, thanks for uh, my idea. My idea. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing that up, Joe. Yeah. That's a great topic. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like Gmail and Hotmail are really starting to crack down on this and to be honest, it's kind of about time that they did this. You know, I've been getting a lot of tickets lately if people are saying, you know, people are submitting my contact forms and I'm not getting them or they're going into spam. And the major, major root cause is the their DNS. Their DNS lacks what's called an SPF record. And I don't mean sunscreen. It's is it's a record, it's a it's a text record for those who know what a text record are, is it's a text. Yeah. Joe's putting his hat on. I got, my, I got my hat now. You're going to need that when you go to Vegas. Sun. Yeah. You're going to need that in Vegas. Um, it's, it says that this server that this mail is originating from is authorized to send messages on your behalf. So, you know, Google and other email providers see this random message come out and, and it's from a server they never seen before saying that, Oh, you know, this is coming from Joe and, you know, they say, well, Joe, this server's not authorized to send on Joe's behalf. So they put it into spam or they outright reject it. So basically, so basically the SPF record, it contains all the IP addresses that an email should be coming from for your domain, correct? Yes, but it's not as, as explicit as that because you can specify plus a, which has you know the A record of this of the site, and then plus MX, so the MX records are authorized, and then you can list domains. You can include you can include extra domains in there. So, um, you know, you can say include SES and or, you know or Amazon services, mm. and you're not gonna you're not gonna list every single IP that Amazon owns. You'll yeah. never stop. You'll be typing till you're till you're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can actually list specific IPs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's what the major problem is. And then, you know, people who lack that are, that's been the that's been the resolution for them. So, like if if your your client changes the A record on their domain to point to your hosting account, and they're not updating their SPF record, and you ask why is their contact on the form on their website not working? That's an example of why it might not work might not be working. Um, you know, another thing would be like, you know, you can, and this is just a little, a little, a little background is you can spoof 
the from address in an email when you send it, right? So when you submit a contact form, a lot of, you know, some contact forms will set the from address on the email that's sent out as the e- as being from the person who submitted the email. So if I fill out the contact form and put my email address in and, you know, that contact form is going to say that message came from me. But, you know, when I put in my email address, I use, if I said at gmail.com and your, and this message originated, I don't care if it was chili dog, I don't care who it was. That server is not a Google server. It's not a Gmail server. So that message will always fail the SPF record test. (laughs) So, you know, be careful that that server, that email address is structured properly and has the right signature and right, uh, right form. Does that make sense, Joe? Did I, was that clear? Totally. So basically, (laughs) uh, you know, we also have to be careful of, you know, uh, also isn't the reply to what we set up as the reply address important as well. So like, it, it could potentially be it's better if you have a reply to an actual reply to address versus like just having, you know, it's from no reply at Weaver space, right? Uh, you know, actually have a replying address. Does, uh, doesn't that have a little bit of weight as well or no? What, what's your experience there? Um, I haven't seen that be as much of an issue. Okay. Um, well, you, you definitely want to make sure the, the from address is your domain though, right? It's yes. not like, um, so like if you're, you're sending it from, you know, if I'm sending it a form f- from my Weaver space website, right? The email address that it's getting sent from should be Weaver space as well. Right. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I didn't catch that so, again. Uh, so let's say I, I have a form on joeworkman.net. Okay. Yep. Um, and I'm using, you know, it could be foundation form. It could be a forms plus form, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's sending an email out, um, to, let's say the person that's filling out the form. Okay. Yep. At Gmail. We'll at say Gmail. At Gmail. Yes. Let's yep. say it's sending an email to Greg at gmail.com. Okay. And basically the from address yep. that that email is getting sent from should be a, a Joe Workman.net address. Right. Because uh, I see a lot of people, what they do is um, they'll they'll have their website on, you know, joeworkman.net, but then they'll put their their from address as Gmail. And then a lot of times their host or their server that that won't get ever get sent. The person will never get it because um, the host a lot of times, which is a good thing, they limit. They make sure that the from address is always the same domain as the website you're sending the email from. It's not so much on the outgoing, it's the incoming. They see the mismatch. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, that if you set that from address being, you know, Mac.com mm-hmm. and you're sending it to a Gmail, Google sees the server that this came, this message came from and says, this server is not associated with Mac.com. It's not authorized or with, to send on behalf of Mac.com. Mm, there you go. Okay, and, that makes sense. Yeah, that's when they say this is this is spam, and you know that's going to hurt your hurt probably hurt your domain reputation as well. What what you can also do, and what Forms Plus does by default, is it doesn't set the from field, so it lets the server set it when it sends out the message, 
and then it sets the reply to. So, you know, that can be confusing. Some customers don't like it. Um, so I have options where you can um, overwrite that. But what that does is you get actually, it, it, some, it gets sent from root at the server name.com, mm-hmm. which, which is always valid um, because it actually originated from that server. And then the reply to is set to that, to the email that the person specifies, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the person informs plus specifies. Yep. So when the, when that Gmail, I just, when it arrives at Gmail and the hurt person hits reply, it actually goes back to the right place. It doesn't come back to my server. It goes back to the correct location. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, you can do that too. You don't have to set the from, you can set the reply to instead. Okay. Sweet. So what else, what else can we do, Greg, for email deliverability? So we had SPF, um, uh, the SPF DNS, um, you know, setting or DNS record, I should say, um, you know, making sure that, you know, we have the proper, you know, reply to or from address, um, in our forms, if we're using a form in our, on our servers, uh, on our websites, what else can we do? Isn't there something called a, a DKIM, um, uh, yeah, as well, they, which is like a domain key. Identif- I think it stands for domain key identifier mail or something like that. Yes. I, and I should have uh, pulled this up for, um, you know, if you, before you quiz me, I should have pulled it up and oh. read, on, read on it. But yes. Yeah. Um, and I will, what I will do is I will give, so I guess the first things I would say is, don't send bulk messages via your personal email. Use it. Use a newsletter service. You know, use Mailchimp. Use my newsletter service. I don't care. You know, send send your bulk messages yeah. through one of those servers. I, I, and I think this DKIM thing is mostly for bulk sending services. And it's not for you know, it's probably not for you know. I have a, a form email thing on my web page, right? A, you know, our contact right. us form, right? The, right. the DKIM right. thing is mostly if you're going to be sending bulk mail um, out. That's my yeah. understanding. Is that correct? Yeah. Let's see. Um, domain keys identified mail is a method to validate the authenticity of email messages. When an email is sent, it is signed using a private key and then validated on the receiving mail server using a public key that is in the DNS. This process verifies that the message was not altered during transit. So a little different than SPF. Yeah, it's basically an encryption. It's public public private encryption key. Um, you know, yeah. So, S- so SPF says, SPF says the message came from a place that's authorized to send it. This one says that it wasn't changed, altered, in transit. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when I set up Amazon SES because I use S- Amazon's SES service for my bulk email, um, basically, I, I I got the DKIM key from them, um, and then you know I just copied and pasted it into my DNS records. You know, I didn't, I didn't, you know try to figure out how to create all that stuff. I just, you know, Amazon just told me this is the key to use, put this in your DNS record and I did it. Um, so yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I like to use a site called post postmark app. Um, I'll give, I'll give Joe a couple of, uh, links to a couple of tools, a couple of tools that they have. They have um, a a tool that will 
I don't know how it works, but they'll send you a weekly report and tell you how many messages were um, passing alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I'm not even sure how it works, but um, yeah, it just tells you like these number of messages that were, that they saw um, for some reason. And this is how many passed this, this tests and gives you kind of a report. If you're an advanced user and interested in that kind of stuff, that might be, um, you know, oh, it's actually DMARC down the one DMARC. Oh, yeah, that, I was I was going to mention DMARC as well. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty new one, I think. Right? Um, I actually haven't set up any DMARC yet, so that one's pretty new to me. Um, it's it's yes. been on my to do list to research that because I know Google has been really starting to you know look at DMARC to you know consider things as spam and whatnot. Do you know yeah, much about so DMARC? Uh, I haven't done it for a while. Um, it's just another text record. So you just create a text record in your subdomain. Let's say DMARC is a standard that allows you to set policies on who can send email for your domain based on DKIM and SPF. If you're new to email authentication, we recommend first reading about SPF and DKIM, which we've kind of touched upon. Mm-hmm. In combination with SPF and DKIM, a DMARC policy in DNS allows you to set rules to reject or quarantine emails from sources you do not know. Through support from ISPs, DMARC allows you to receive reports on sending activity for your domain. Oh, okay. So these companies have kind of have a coalition, I guess, to let you get a report on if your messages park uh, past DMARC. So, um, you know, we talk about this and before somebody goes about implementing all this stuff on their domain, I should, we should really caution them because you can really mess up your email deliverability on this. Mm. You know, so um, be very careful because it's very easy to change your SPF record to reject any messages that don't pass your strict rules and you know when things stop working you don't know what's going on so uh, thread very lightly Um, yeah basically you know you probably shouldn't try to create your own spf record you should probably you know uh you know talk to your host and well well on that note if you go into the email authentication section of your control panel Mm -hmm. there's a nice tool that builds the deep that you can enable the dkim and modify your SPF records right there. So you can put in the IP address, you can put, include extra services into it. And it's, it's, you, you can't screw up the format. You can, it's really easy to boom automation for the win. Yes. Yes. So, but you know, my point being is that if you say reject something or reject by default, then you can really like, you know, hurt your emails yes. from getting in the box. So just, be careful. Makes perfect sense. Yep. Just don't put a hard fail. <laughs> well, that's I think uh, my brain dump on email deliverability. Right. I have one more, maybe uh, one interesting story to wrap up this conversation. So it was uh, back in January. I think it was January. I was testing. So I was moving all the email from being sent from joeworkman.net. So all my new lo- newsletters prior to January were still getting sent from my support at joeworkman.net address. I wanted to send them all from the Weaver space domain. So I started testing with that. And I noticed that a lot of my stuff was getting sent to spam, even my own, right? So like I'd send an email and it was going to my spam folder and I'm like, what the heck? And so 
I I use a tool called Email on Acid. Um, it's a, it's a little expensive. I use it to for basically for email testing for my email stacks. Um, but inside there, they have like this spam tool uh, that you could basically you know you put your email in and it tells and it basically calculates it for spam. And when I was running my email through there, um, I was getting a score of you know, it was like a score of like zero point seven or something like that. And basically. Uh, anything above, so, and it's a, a rating of like zero to 10. It uses this um, open source thing called Spam Assassin, right? Uh, which a lot of services use. And I was getting a Spam Assassin score of about 0.7. And I'm like, but why in the heck am I getting sent to spam on my own server, uh, my my own email provider? And so I was confused. So I, I went through and I used Fastmail for my personal email. And um, luckily, in, on their web interface, if you go to the spam folder, it actually gives you the spam score for every email. And I was getting a 5.7. And I'm like, what the heck? When I run it through the spam assassin uh, tester and email on asset, I was getting like a 0.7. I should be golden. So I emailed um, Fastmail support and they dug into it. And apparently, my domain was flagged by this company called Vade Secure. Um, not sure why it was flagged, um, but my domain was flagged by Vade Secure. And um, Fastmail uses a Vade Secure plugin on top of the normal default spam assassin. So what they did was um, they request, they submitted a ticket on my behalf to Vade Secure. They removed my domain from being blacklisted. Um, and all of a sudden, magically, my email stopped going to spam. Cool. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, seen that. I, I have a feeling that it was because I'm use I was just straight using a dot space domain because um I had some other interesting other things similar like on Facebook. Facebook wasn't allowing me to boost any blo- any posts on Facebook um that linked to Weaver Space, and it was because they didn't trust a dot space domain. S- yeah, I've I've seen something similar to that. I think the lesson here is don't use don't buy a dot space domain. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think they're becoming more common, so I think companies are are becoming aware and they're more you know they're more willing to unblock that. I sent an email to Facebook. I'm all good there now. Um, and there's Vade Secure. When I found that out, I'm all good there now. Um, are there others out there that could be blocking me? It's possible. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen that too, and. You know, there's, I was, I was discussing with a client and, you know, and we don't have any insight into how or when these databases get updated. Right. So we have yeah. no insight into, into their logic, but, None. you know, you know, not only, not only do spam filters scan the origins of the message, but they scan the contents of the message. So, you know, if there's images in there that, that you know no text and like lots of images or there's links links in the email for domains that are in spam databases those can get flagged too mm-hmm. right so um yeah there's there's all sorts of stuff that can affect your email deliverability but just you know the basic core stuff is what we're talking about we haven't even touched upon spam filtering and 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 those kind of things that's like a another can of worms. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, there's also a you know Apple Mail. Apple Mail does a pretty good job, um, but that runs locally on the computer. And you know, you're, you're talking about fast mail, and you know they have a set of filters that they're using, and you know, say they have an they have that extra plugin. You know, the next the next guy next door has a totally different set of tools. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, you know, just because you figured your problem out in one one instance doesn't mean it's you know solved completely. Unfortunately, I it's agree. Yep, how 100%. the internet works, <laughs> how the internet works. So, but anyways, yeah. So this is this has been a new thing. It's been hot on the forums. I've been getting a lot of tickets on it. So I know, you know, get these XPF records um, set up if you haven't already. You know, Chili Dog users. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't any recent, if you joined recently and stuff like that, you're all set. It's on. It's on by default now. It used to not. It used to not be enabled by default in in the control panels, but now it's on by default. So, um, I haven't heard. From Greg. Any, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't. I haven't heard. I haven't heard from any of those users because they've they've been all set. It's the people that are um, haven't had the SBF records that are inquiring. So I don't know if you've had any. Have you had any people email you about like my foundation forms aren't getting? Um, other than uh, so I had a post actually just yesterday. Someone asking, you know, I've used you know foundation forms, super forms, form looms, you know, everything else, and now he's using Jot form and saying he was starting to have issues with Jot form with email deliverability. Um, so that's what kind of spurred me to. I thought it'd be a good idea to chat about that. Um, you know, on this uh, on this show, my my idea, yeah. Still my idea. (laughs) (laughs) I bow down, Greg. I bow down. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. That's better, Joe. I like that. (laughs) Cool, Greg. Well, let's wrap this up. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs? You can find me at chilidogsoftware.com and chilidoghosting.com and at Barchard on Twitter. At Barchard. I am at Joe Workman everywhere. Instagram. I've been doing so. I've been playing around with Instagram stories lately. Uh, if you want to follow me over there, I've been having some fun. I actually played the harmonica today on on my on Instagram stories. I bought a harmonica, Greg. Bought a harmonica. Oh, it's re- oh God. Now you get a cowboy hat and a harmonica. Oh my <laughs> well, Wanna hear a riff? Wanna hear a riff live on the podcast? Uh, do it, Here we go. Do it. No, All no, right. no, no stress. Let's see. Uh should I go corny or bluesy? You need to play our you need to play our closing thing. Closing anthem here. How's that, Greg? Come on! All right, now you have to, you have to play our you have to play our opening banter. In- and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, so you- if you guys enjoy the show, check out all of our great archives over on WeaverRadio.com. We have a lot of great episodes. I've probably posted if you've asked questions on the forums. I I link to various podcast shows all over the place that uh, help people out. I I link to the episode ten a lot, Greg. It's the show on HTTPS. Um, I, I link to that show a lot for people and it's really helped people out. So if you're curious about HTTPS, check out episode 10. Um, it's been a crowd favorite for uh, understanding all of that stuff. Apparently me and Greg did a good job there. So pat on the back. Pat yourself on the back uh, on that one, Greg. Episode 10, we're already in a, we're already in a groove. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, take care, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.